Hey, I'm Alex Laughlin, and here are three stories you need to know to start your week. At least 26 people were killed after a man opened fire during a Sunday service at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. This is the deadliest shooting in Texas history, and many of the victims were children, some as young as five years old. BuzzFeed News hasn't yet confirmed the identity of the shooter, but we can confirm that he was a young white male, he wore all black and a ballistic vest, and used an AR-type assault rifle in the shooting. He was found dead on the scene. We're recording this at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday evening, so we might have learned more by the time you hear this. Keep up to date with our coverage by downloading the BuzzFeed News app. So last week, lawyers from Facebook, Twitter, and Google testified before a Senate Intelligence Subcommittee on possible Russian interference in the 2016 election. A lot of those testimonies had to do with ads purchased by Russians that spread fake or inflammatory news across social platforms. So now we have our first look at what some of those ads looked like. BuzzFeed News looked at metadata released for 29 Russian Facebook and Instagram ads, and data reporter Lam Toivo is here to talk about it. So what did these ads actually look like? Are they things that ordinary people might recognize from their own Facebook feeds? Oh, yeah. All of these groups basically looked like other groups that might have promoted uh, stories around subjects that you are interested in. So there's one group that's literally called Black Matters. Not Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. but Black Matters. And it features photos of uh, Michael Brown and um, Freddie Gray. And um, it was posted onto different people's news feeds, whether it's on the side or as a promoted post. And basically, it could pop up anywhere on your feed. I think um, now Facebook is talking about having exposed 146 million people. Wow, and they were really convincing looking. Yeah, a lot of these ads looked like a lot of other things that you might see on your newsfeed. Mm -hmm. So that's any video posts or events or even just like an invitation to like a page. Like all of these things are things that we see on a day-to-day -day and scroll by pretty quickly. And uh, I think that's what makes it so difficult to discern between what may have been an ad and what wasn't. So these ads were targeted at a super granular level, right? So what did you find there? Yeah, it was interesting because you could see people being targeted based on their race, based on their religion, based on their general beliefs about the country, patriotism. Um, and it was really interesting to see how specific these categories were. Um, you could see them targeting one ad at people who behave like African-Americans. What but does also, that mean? I don't even know. That's, <laughs> a, that's the interesting thing. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I think Facebook has all of this long-term data about how you behave online. And so if I, let's say, identify as Asian on my Facebook account and they know how I behave, maybe they can look at the data of other people and how they behave and be like, oh, they behave like Lam. Maybe they're also Asian. And that's a really powerful and very scary thing to think about. If Facebook can predict your religion, your race, your age, gender, and knows your location anyway based on how you use your phones and how you use your computer, that then gives people a tremendous power in targeting very specific small niche communities and then manipulating them using subjects that they're already interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's effective both for selling products and also for swaying political campaigns. Very much so. <laughs> it's creepy. 
yeah. all around. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a new era for Facebook to really reckon with their own beast. I think a lot of people are wondering whether they even have control over it. So has Facebook made any commitments to prevent ads like this from spreading in the future? What all three companies um, said during the hearing, it was Facebook, it was Twitter and Google, is that they are going to in- put more investments towards trying to figure out how to analyze the behavior of different advertisers and to stop that from happening again. They're going to add more ad reviewers, they're going to double or more like their security engineering efforts, they're going to put in place tighter ad restrictions and launch new tools, et cetera, et cetera. But the big question is still like, how do you balance this need for freedom of speech and freedom of expression on social media platforms and still figure out how to clamp down on foreign actors trying to influence and meddle with democracy? Senator Rand Paul is suffering from five broken ribs after he was assaulted outside his home in Bowling Green, Kentucky on Friday. The Kentucky State Police said that Paul was attacked by his next-door neighbor after the two had been in a, quote, confrontation. Neighbors say that Paul had been mowing his lawn at the time and also that they had had conflicts for several years. His senior advisor, Doug Staffer, told the Associated Press that Paul is in significant pain and is unable to fly for the time being. He also said that among his injuries, Paul has three displaced fractures, which can apparently lead to life-threatening injuries. It's not clear when Paul will be able to return back to work in the Senate. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And you can subscribe to this briefing, reporting to you, wherever you get your podcasts.